Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better draft somebody. <laughs> You're damn right. It's me. It's me. It's a SEO double T. It's named Energist this week's show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, tonight, ESSR Extra, eventually brings to you the co hosts of the best podcast in the world. The Shagger, Jack Graham, The Snapman, David Hockney, Saturday, Draft Live. And of course, if you don't believe that this is the best show in the history of podcasting, then we've just got two words for you. Transfer window. <laughs> what, I was a bit out of button saying, saying like, like F off or something like that. Like, yeah, I would, I would just go away. I was hesitating, waiting for one of you to say something. <laughs> We're just a few days away from the start of the transfer window, but we'll get into all of that a bit later on. This is Saturday Draft Live. Gentlemen, how are you? I am very well. Very well. I was I've, I was having some, uh, maybe a, a, a pre-meltdown of my transfer strategy once I sort of were where we were all lying in the, in the table, but I'm still, I'm feeling very happy about what's going what's gonna to come next week. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, given what happened this past week, I've had an absolute stinker again. Like, this has just not been my season at all. Well, I've got a little thing that I might talk about before we move into the usual top three. First off, I want to say just how much of an arsehole Ross McLeod is. <laughs> because, you know, we had a historic moment last week. Much like Jack's hero, Edge, I, your hero, won the ESSR title for an 11th time. A glorious one getting finally some vindication against Sarah Grieve. And then uh, we're here. Well, we're doing a sweep for In Your House. Then Ross, who usually runs the sweep, says, oh no, we're not doing a sweep. And then less than 10 hours before the start of In Your House, I see a message in the group chat saying, fuck it, we'll do a sweep. No, there's no fuck it when it comes to the ESSR title. The ESSR title is an important thing. Decisions regarding the title should not be made on such a whim. And it's because of that I had to defend the title with a lack of preparation, lack of taking a bit of thought into my predictions, which is why Ryan Wilson now sits with that title instead of me. Talk about first times as well. That's his first time he's won the, the title. So, I mean, fair play to him, but it's a shame it's now gone from Saturday Draft Live to anyway back to the wrestling. I'm not happy with that. The worst thing about it is that obviously he's came and he's won the won the title. He's took he's took that title away from the Saturday Draft Live boys. But it's, it's well known of the heated rivalry between myself and Ross and the Raw Report against the, the the two Ryans and anyway back to the wrestling. They've gone one up on the best of five sweeps after Ross's abysmal performance. So not not only did he cost you the title, he's he's put us back in this rivalry between anyway back to wrestling. So it's it's, it's no no a good t- no a good week for him. He's just dragging us all down. Shame, shame on that boy. Also, talking of in your house, I really feel like I should uh, almost feel like old Daniel Campbell a bit of an apology because uh, the last weeks I've been talking about 
how much of a bad night it's going to be for him uh, in your house and how it looked like it was going to be a great night for Grant McRobbie, but we actually look at what happened in your house and who's got who. Looking, it worked out better than Daniel could have hoped and worked out worse than Grant McRobbie would have wanted because on Grant's team we had uh, Johnny Gargano, we had Dakota Kai, we had Rhea Ripley. All of them lost uh, to Gore. And Adam Cole, who is... Baby. Shut it. <laughs> on uh, Daniel's team, retained his title. His captain, Keith Lee, retained the North American title. And Eo Shirai, who I was... Again, I kept saying I was convinced he was just there to take the pin. Managed to not only win the title, but she pinned Rhea Ripley, Grant's pick, but just to further kick Grant while he's down to become the new NXT Women's Champion. So... Or hell of a result for for Daniel Campbell. Oh, I mean, it was a bad night for Grant uh, overall. And, and you know what? I I was speaking out very much against Daniel's team because I think they were all going to lose. But given what happened at TakeOver, you know, he's completely flipped the table on its head with these three people winning. And that, as a result, has proved to be a huge benefit for him and he's now back in the in the chase mm-hmm. he's only in he's only moved from like eighth to six which is mm-hmm. surprising because i thought he would have definitely cracked the top five i think it just goes to show how far ahead some of the people at the top of the table are that even then he's only able to move up two places because if grant fall if even two out of the three of his ones came up i think there would probably be a lead to that would be very difficult to catch up to. Aye, it's, it's um, I don't know. I've 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 came out and I've said Daniel's team is just such a boring team all mm-hmm. the time, and now now he's ahead of me. But I can't see many much many more points being gained on his half. I'd still I'm still going record and say it's boring. I don't think it'll be too long until he's back down in that eighth position. <laughs> Possibly, I mean, he now has a fair few champions though on his team, so. Even if they just appear with the titles, and Keith Lee especially appearing as North American champion as well, being his captain, I think he can hold a steady position. And if he even feels after this result, if he wants to transfer anybody, then there's a chance. I think he may. He's only a chance to crack the top five at some point. But yeah, I don't think I see Grant coming out. I don't see Daniel coming out on top. But. You know, we're all apologising for what we said about your team, Daniel. It's still not enough to get you off the, the band list that you're on. Because <laughs> once you're on the band list, it, it takes an extraordinary, something extraordinary to really get you off it. And so as good a night as you had at TakeOver, it's still not good enough. You're still banned. So we will not have you on to talk about your amazing results. So uh, we'll just move on. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of Daniel as well, Two out of the three people on his team that came out on top at TakeOver are two of the three in the top three this week. We have Adam Cole at 16 points. And I think it helps with the fact that he is his captain as well. Uh, Keith Lee with 21 points. Now, both men appeared on NXT this week as well. Adam Cole getting a win. Uh, Keith Lee didn't come out on top, but he is the captain, so I think that helps. So, there's anything more to say about Daniel's uh, NXT picks this week, or is this the it's just really a good week as we sum up. Okay, it's probably just been a good week for for Daniel as well. Like, because even though you know two of his team are in the top three, I think we can't take away from the fact that you know Io Shirai, who is also in his team, 
you know, she scored uh, 11 points this week just from takeover alone. So I think da- Daniels had a, a really great week following the results of takeover. I, not, not a lot of people were expecting the results to go that way, and that has helped him gratefully. But one problem I do see with his team is, is it just a flash-in-the-pan victory for him? It's just a nice little boost to sort of, you know, boost him up the table a bit, and then is things going to go back to normal for them now? Because I don't see it the next takeover happening until probably around SummerSlam. Mm, I, feel, I can see where you're coming from. Like, it was helped by the fact that there happened to be a takeover at this time. It's similar to, uh, I think, Alan having so many NXT UK picks in Season 3 and then the main boost of his team coming around NXT UK takeover Blackpool. So, yeah, I do think this may just be a little bit... I don't know if he'll have many weeks like this coming going forward. But And number one... As she's always number one to me, twenty four points this week, and I was overtook Drew McIntyre in the top ten of the season overall, only by two points. I'm sure Drew will uh, claw that lead back after he retains at Backlash as the Queen, the former NXT Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, who, while she lost at Takeover, she technically won twice on Raw with. Asuka picking up the win for her in, her, uh, in this three-way tag match on Raw and then beating Asuka by a count-out thanks to interference from Nia Jax. Don't care how it came, I'll just take the points. Thank you. <laughs> I think that, like, um, this... Obviously, I think original plans of Becky never went and got uh, pregnant. She probably would have been your NXT Women's Champion a long time, but there's that, there's that kind of hole now and she's probably had to drop the title to fill that hole in Raw. So I wouldn't be surprised to like just like to see her like win every week now on Raw and probably even challenge for the title after Backlash. So it's it's going to prove dividends for you, I think. Yeah, because I was surprised that she dropped the title and she did because especially to you because I thought the big match was going to be another singles between her and Rhea where Rhea regained the title. So you got to think she's got to get at least a pure NXT to get a rematch at some point if that is. Mm. And I know she's probably going to lose, but like appearance-wise, I think she's already paid dividends. So I'm I'm just happy if it's mainly appearance points or no, mainly a couple of TV ones from here on out because Charlotte's no, already done enough for me so far. Uh, you know, what? I think I think Charlotte, like you said, I think she's uh, she might appear on Raw more often just to sort of fill the void left by by Becky. Mm-hmm. So and with with Io Shirai now sort of leading the way on NXT. I could see a couple of feuds for her going forward. You never know. She could end up maybe facing Chelsea Green as her first feud. I'm just being hypothetical here. But I think the money match for those two is probably a one-on-one against Rhea Ripley for EO. We'll we'll see what happens. But we'll move into the top 10 this week. Uh, Once again, and last, Ryan Gallagher on uh, 55, a result I'm sure he's happy with. (laughs) At least... Indu Share got a win this week against a couple of jobbers, so there's, there's that to hold his hat on. Still on four points is the worst NXT pick this season, mind you. Mm-hmm, yep. Doing slightly better on 64 is uh, David Hockney. Hey, move on, move on. Yep, like, move on. honestly, I'm I'm having a... Like, I honestly thought the Velveteen Dream was going to win that, and uh, it's just, this, is a, this just isn't working for me this yep. season. No, I don't think he even deserved to win. That, that backlot pro was very underwhelming. Mm. But from eight onwards, we crack into triple digits. We have Alan with 100, 
Jack, 100.5. Edge you go, by half a point. What a weird, what a weird mark, a hundred and a half. Uh, I'd rather, I'd, I was, as I said, I was hoping that I was going to be eight, so I'd have a better chance of transferring folk that I want, and now that I feel them that point behind, and especially there's quite a few folk in Allen's team that he needs to get rid of, I'm, I'm fearing of my transfer strategy now. I wouldn't worry just yet, though, because backlash is uh, occurring this weekend as well. And looking at the the player stats, uh, uh, yeah, that's the problem. I don't think Alan's got anybody that's going to be featured on the backlash card, unless the Viking Raiders get added in some form or another at the last minute. Unlikely. So we mentioned Daniel Campbell; he's in sixth with 112 points. Gary in fifth with 123. And a half points. I was surprised. I, he usually, when SmackDown comes in, he always just overtakes me. But I think I was helped by the fact that Nudy uh, lost to Cesaro Shinsuke this week. As I'm in fourth with 126 points. Jim Wilson, 145 and a half points. Uh, Grant, if he got the perfect night at Takeover, I believe he would be like me when Shayna Baszler killed everyone in the chamber last year. <laughs> He'd be racing that head, but instead, he's at 149 points in second place. 10 points behind the number one person, which is Ross, the arsehole, 159 <laughs> points. Yeah, so Ross uh, now has a commanding lead ahead of Grant. That's, uh, I mean, I thought, I actually thought Grant was going to lead this most of the season, but now that Ross has taken over, it's, uh, I think the the competition just got a lot more fierce. And with Stephen, Stephen Wilson trailing behind Grant just by like, like less than four points, this is, this is the, the three horse race now, isn't it? <laughs> Speaking of four points, Jack, uh, you got some uh, some points back, Steve. Not the ones you've been complaining and wanting to get back, but it was points nonetheless. <laughs> no, as 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 uh, listeners may recall, I was I was duped of quite a few points from Mandy Rose appearances and the same amount as Morrison when they were Frank and Braun Strowman. And uh, uh, fair play to the the, the massive melt, Stephen Wilson. He came and messaged me and he said, "Look." You know, I I I I made I made a I made a boo. You know, I mean, I've made a mistake. You know, you there's points there you should have got. I'll, I'll give him to you. I'll the table. I was like, thank you very much. And I asked him, what about these six points for Shayna Baszler that I should have got, and he left me on red. So uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will give. Um, I will say one thing about Stephen though, and I do, I do owe him a bit of an apology because when he picked Apollo Cruz to be on his team, I was laughing at him, but. <laughs> I was. I'm not laughing now because he's actually done a blinder with Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz has now broken into the top ten scorers this season in ninth place with twenty eight and a half points, and he's also now the the number one newcomer. So, as in, he's never been picked in previous seasons, uh, but for his first season, he's now the top newcomer. He's overtaken Zelina Vega and Andrade. Good, and he likely continue that trend by. Likely a successful title defence at Backlash over Andrade. And when I look at Grant at number two, I think I don't know if he'll overtake Ross, but he'll be definitely on a he'll be definitely on level playing field when a post Backlash if Drew retains the title. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's it's going to be an interesting one considering as well that like Bruce Pritchard's now the 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 commanding creative officer for both Raw and SmackDown and a lot. A lot of the folk that's kind of been picked in that top three has maybe been based off being a Heyman guy. 
Mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how folk like Apollo Crews, Andrade, Alistair Black even might get booked in the future. It'll be a it'll certainly be an interesting one, but I can I can see I can I can see Grant being on top come Sunday considering that after backlash no points are going to be given next week. Mm-hmm. Mm. And why are they not being given next week? Well, it's a lovely day outside guys. Why don't we take a look through our transfer window? And we've been talking about the transfer window for a number of weeks now, but I'm sure all you are sitting there wondering, what are the rules? What are the rules? Well, we'll tell you the rules since you asked so nicely. The ESSR transfer window starts Monday, June 15th, the day after Backlash, and will run until Sunday, June 21st. Six of those days will be designated for external transfers, with the Thursday, the 18th of June that week, being specifically for internal trades. What are the, what's the difference between external and internal? My co-host will explain in a moment, but we must also remember that when you're making your transfers, we must maintain the 3-2 to two split between male and female wrestlers, which means if you've got three males and two females and you want to transfer one of your females, you then have to bring in a different female wrestler. You can't just transfer for another male wrestler that suddenly became available. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave, do you want to explain the rules of the external transfers? Yep, I'll get my best uh, ring announcer voice on. So, the rules of the external transfer window are as follows. Transfers will take place between 6pm and midnight on each of the days. Uh, for every transfer that is incurred, you will receive a five-point penalty. Each player is allowed to make one transfer per day. The order in which transfers are made will be based on the league table standings following the Backlash pay-per-view. So for so 10th place will pick first, then 9th place second, and so on and so forth. If you, don't, if you don't wish to make a pick on a certain day, all you have to do is pass when it's your turn. And finally, if a wrestler or tag team is transferred out of a team, they will become free agents and are eligible to be transferred by another player later on. However... All points previously accumulated by said wrestler or tag team will be voided. So, if you transfer a free agent that has been transferred out, they will start at zero points. So, Jack, uh, now do I explain the internal trade day rules? Uh, of course, Scott. I'll, I'll get right on it. Now, internal transfers will be a, quite an interesting one. It can only be, it can be taken over any time of the day, so it could be Midnight come Thursday, it could be one at midnight at the end of Thursday night, it could be six in the morning, it could be any time, any time the folk that are drafting this season can go into discussions with each other and see about who they want to trade. It needs to be a, a completely direct approach. I can't go to Scott and be like, Yeah, Scott, sweet talk Ross and they give me Alistair Black, you know what I mean? That can't happen. I need to go to Ross directly. Players can also offer up points as well as an incentive. So that could mean Stephen could, could go on out his way and offer Kenny Omega plus a three-point penalty trying to cure Cody from Allen, just an example. And if a trade is agreed, one of the players involved should provide proof of the agreement, i.e. just a screenshot to the draft chat, and it will be locked in into the spreadsheet where we will discuss all the transfers on next week's episode of Saturday Draft Live. Yeah, uh, one other thing, Jack. Um, only one-to-one trading is allowed, so you can't trade two wrestlers for one. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Was saying, and uh, yeah, every day other than Thursday next week is designed for external draft picks, so, i.e., free agents all across 
all the brands on WWE or across AEW who have not been picked yet. But Thursday, if you've got your eye on a pick that's already been selected by someone else's team, and you've got a feeling that they may be thinking of getting rid of them, so you're trying to try and make a trade. But, you know, I don't see many internal draft picks happening because, you know, if you want to get a pick off somebody, you may have to then give somebody up and that you're not willing to give up. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see many many internal, to be fair. I think everyone's really greedy pricks and not going to offer each other up for trade. I feel that free agency is just the way that everyone's going to go because I think we're all, we're all pretty stubborn people. You know, we all want to win. We mm-hmm. don't want to help each other out. As a, as a as a nice as a nice rule to have, I guess, but I don't I don't really see see many happening. Yeah, I've never been a fan of in like uh, trading with another person ever since the whole Pokemon card fiasco back in school. So that's that's got me for life. <laughs> never say David Hockman doesn't hold a grudge. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of activity with the with the external transfers, definitely. Because. Mm-hmm, a lot of obvious picks were not picked up in the initial draft selection, and we made a big point of that, and there were a lot of newcomers, a lot of risks being taken, some of them have paid off, some haven't. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be very interesting because you know, there's still a wide array of talent on the free agent list, and one rule we should also mention that there will be uh, no points to talk about next week on uh, when we cover, when we do Saturday Draft Live next week, because it will be basically strictly us talking about the transfer window and who's been moved to who, and who, but what team, and how that's affected their rankings. Because depending on how many points you, people you transfer, that depends on how many penalties you incur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still not happy that if I trade the useless who got zero points, I still have to lose five points, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, it'll strictly be not, nothing to do with the top three next week, or who's got the most points. It'll certainly be like, this is who's been transferred, this is what this person's team looks like, they traded this person to him. And all that, but it will still be a very interesting episode next week with a lot to talk about. I am I'm looking forward to it because uh, obviously we've got we've got the man down in tenth place, Ryan Gallagher. He's going to come next week and he's going to talk us through his kind of his thinking before all his transfers as well. And obviously we can talk about our transfers, what we were thinking about, and then we can analyse everyone else's. It'll be it's going to blow the table right off, I think, and it's going to it's going to lead into extreme rules and SummerSlam at the end of the season very nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the right in the halfway point, so people who are down in the bottom, like uh, a Ryan or a Dave, can really pull out a second win, a big comeback for the last <laughs> leg of the season. And it'll be very interesting when Ryan comes on next week, Jack, because aren't you and him doing a bit of our predictions uh, this Sunday at Backlash? So yes, it's um, as 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 I said in the Raw report this week, we've I uh, we we've came to the agreement that we're going to do a a, a special one off series that's going to highlight Raw Report sweeps and anyway back to the back to the wrestling sweeps for the this A show title, these tag titles that have been been created. So I'll need to I'll need to squash rivalry aside next week when I'm when I'm hosting and talking to, to Ryan Gallagher and he's gonna be showing a showing a non bias towards this man but come on to the extra feed Sunday, I think it will be out. You'll you'll see myself, Ross McLeod, Ryan Wilson, and Ryan Gallagher together on the same show. It's uh, it could it could go to shit. We could be very civil. Uh, who knows? It will be be an interesting one, nonetheless. Definitely. And as you said, backlash is a big thing before this transfer, you know, because uh, you know people are in a certain position. They're near the bottom, so they think, oh, I'll get a. Uh, 
one of the first picks, but then they might move up a couple of places because of someone they've got wrestling at Backlash, which means somebody before them might pick a free agent that they were once, because as we said here, this the point, it's not based on how the table is now, it's based on how the table will be post-Backlash, because uh, as I said, we've got Grant, who has Drew McIntyre, Stephen, Scott Bolt, Andrade, and Apollo Crews, so he's going to gain points either way. Uh, like, like Grant's also got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, I don't see that working out for him very well. Who else do you think has got a better chance of uh, gaining points? Because I don't think we have many people who are on uh, or featured mm. on that. Um, um, Miz and Morrison. Miz and Morrison, uh, yeah. I think, I'm maybe, I think I'm maybe just thinking of my team because I don't have. I don't think I've got anybody on, unless Seth Rollins appears with disciples, in which case Austin Theory appears. But Nia Jax is also challenging for the Raw Women's Title, mm-hmm. but I don't see that being a, a fruitful endeavor. Yeah, yeah, Asuka being one of Ross's picks, yeah, I think there's another one that's going to go his way. And again, with Asuka retaining and Drew retaining, they'll be on a bit of a. Still one, but he will even play field fighting for first and second. Miz and Morrison, on the other hand, yeah, I don't see that going well either. Uh, uh, come on now. Come on now. No, I, sorry. I, like, no, sorry, Jack. Uh, I have to go with Scott on this. I, I cannot see co universal champions happening. Like it well, may- look, stranger things have happened in WWE. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I'm not even saying this because I've got them on my team. Like I, like I'll, I'll even say right now when we do the streets or backlash, I am picking Miz and Morrison to win this belt. Like uh, straight up, I mean, it's a ballsy you, move. Are you willing on the Ryan's to beat you? Like yeah, seriously? <laughs> I, I, I can honestly, I, I don't know why I've got it in the back of my head. I feel that. Strowman's title reign's boring, right? Otis has got this money in the bank contract and he, he's he been pretty boring with it. Not much has happened. I feel like he's going to lose a lot of steam so he should cash in sooner rather than later. I don't think he should cash in and, cash in and Braun Strowman because he can still come off kind of strong if he loses to a shenanigan wins to wins, a shenanigans win to Miz and Morrison. And if Miz and Morrison win, Otis cashes in on one of them. That'll be the split up. Otis has the belt. They've they've won, you know. It, I think it just makes sense if it goes that way. Except I just can't see Otis as a world champion. I'm sorry, he's he's far too much of a novelty act now. Aye, but I, even if it was just to extreme rules and he loses, hmm. you know what I mean? It, it gets it off him and it'll be a, at least a, a kind of fun four weeks. It's it's the best you can hope for with that. You can't you can't see a long title reign, so why not just capitalise now? when there's the, the, the next kind of B pay-per-view coming up? Uh, well, there is one other factor I should mention. Steven finally gets points for Heavy Machinery as a tag team because Tuke is now back. Yeah, Phil don't see him holding on to Heavy Machinery as a team because even if they start teaming a couple of more times post-transfer window, again, Otis with that briefcase, I think he's going to some feud. I think they've recorded a match between him and Baron Corbin for Backlash, so... It's still very much about the singles run for Otis at the minute. And actually, I believe him is a world champion more than I believe Miz and Morrison won in it together. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Reckon you soon just can laugh at me next week if it, if it doesn't come true. So, yeah, some of, the more, some of the results seem more obvious than they did when we were talking about In Your House because we are talking about, well, this person gave a point, this one could have a good night. Whereas we're basically saying, like, yeah, Ross is going to get points, Grant's going to get points, Stephen's going to get points. Like, I, I don't see it being a good night for the Saturday Draft Live Boys, uh, uh-uh. draft point wise. Uh, Jack, I wish you the best of luck in the sweep, and hopefully I can 
right the wrongs and win back my title this Sunday. All we can do is hope and pray, you know what I mean? It's it's all we've got right now. We've been uh, void of hope, but we, we need to think of something. Mm-hmm. Very much so, and I think that's the best thing to wrap up there because we've got a, a big week, a big episode coming next week to break it all down for you. And yes, you guys feel confident about your draft strategy. You feel confident that you're going to get the team that's going to finally go all the way to, the, to first place. I have a plan in mind, but. I might have to be a bit bold again in some aspects. So uh, here's hoping it um, it turns out pretty well. Mm-hmm. I've got a, got, got a couple of things in mind that's um, maybe it'll be a bit of a maybe it'll be a bit of a, a, a shock, so to speak. But I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. How are you feeling? Uh, well, I definitely want a new tag team. I've narrowed my picks down to two teams. So at least like if because I'm in fourth, so I'll be one of the later picks. Uh, mm-hmm. if, so if one of them gets taken, then hopefully I'll have the other one available to to take. But I think I need to face up to the fact that maybe I need uh, to change it one of my male singles picks. And I think I have an idea of who it is that's going to have to go. Mm-hmm. Who he's going to be replaced with is, uh, is interesting, because I think I need a, one or two more SmackDown picks. And uh, looking at SmackDown this past week, I think a few candidates have sprung to mind. But uh, again, I won't reveal too much because, mm-hmm. as much as I like you, gentlemen, you know, it's still a competition at the end of the day. Can I just throw a quick? Can I just throw a quick fact out there, Scott? You're the only person in this draft now whose tag team has not scored any points now. Well, thank you for that. that yep. Weak reminder, Dave. Everybody's tag team has scored at least a few points. Yours is the only one that hasn't. Yes, well, everybody's tag, not everybody's tag team has had someone who's fucking injured. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bleak note, uh, Jack, wish you the best of luck. Courtney, you can go fuck yourself after uh, that. Oi. Well, I was feeling confident until you, you reminded me just how crap the Usos are. I just <laughs> stating fa- I'm just stating facts here. Don't have a go at me for, you know, presenting evidence. Mm, hiding behind your facts. Surely the, the coward's <laughs> way. So, you're more of a coward if you're denying facts. <laughs> if you want to keep up with everything that's going to happen next week with the transfer window and what happens after Backlash, and you want to hear the show that Jack mentioned with him, Ross, and the Ryans, you can subscribe to the Suplex Retreat Extra Feed on all good Android podcasting sites, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. If you want to listen to the weekly show, such as this past week's episode on Wrestling Weekenders, you can subscribe to the Suplex Retreat Main Feed on the same podcasting sites. And you remember to follow us on uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Suplex Retreat. And all the links, everything you need to know, is on suplexretreat.com. But until next week, guys, again, best of luck, guys. <laughs>